0: 9 o'clock everybody, Wednesday the uh, 13th of April, my name's Thane Kubi, welcome to Talk Back. It's a real pleasure to have the number one political podcaster in the country on the show tonight. Bob McRabrie, Martin Bob Bradbury, welcome, how are you?
1: Um, I feel very excited being number one. It took, I, I believed, I believed deep down our uh, that it would take at least 20 episodes for us to right. get to number one, but we did it in 17. We did it in 17 episodes. We did it in 17. Knock the bastard off.
0: Congratulations. So, uh,
1: feels, great. feels
0: great. I must feel like... Uh, who are you up against? Tell me you squashed the spin-off.
1: Oh, we squashed, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Squashed With all spin-off.
0: that government funding.
1: All that about. juicy, creamy taxpayer dollars, not one cent to me. It's outrageous. But, no, said, it feels good, feels good.
0: What are you expecting the calls from New Zealand on air? Are they coming?
1: Well, I just think that we, we've we the, the – whole, the whole show has been where the, the bestest – Weekly political podcast that isn't funded by New Zealand on air. and I think it's more beneficial for the brand now that we don't take any <laughs> Zealand on air money uh, Wow. Okay. I think I've snookered myself into a position. It's credible, but it doesn't make any money.
0: <laughs> okay. Hey, um, so I haven't told you, but I'm um, I'm in the middle of studying uh, real estate. So I'm yes, going yes, real estate. Um, I'm becoming a retail, sorry, residential salesperson. And I've just noticed that obviously what the OCR, they've taken. Oh, yes, 50 basis uh, points up. Um, so inflation's going, everything's going. But I notice a lot, like, real estate is pumping right now because everyone's trying to get rid of their homes. There's a lot of homes. They're not going to auction. They're being sold right now in New Zealand. I mean, this is big. Everyone's trying. Is there an exodus out of New Zealand? What are we, how are we, like, real estate's going through the roof right now. I'm in the right business.
1: It's going to be, um, I think, uh, a very... I, I think the real the, i think the reality and and where we are economically and politically right now is a realization that we have a very hard and heavy economic thud about to occur and i think people who may have had a couple of houses mm. uh, as part of a property speculative portfolio such as is now the middle classes of aotearoa uh most 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 middle class people also have a rental on the side and um i think that there is a realization that the vast vast ocean of debt that many new zealanders took on to be able to buy housing in a very overheated market the ocean of um, debt, the gravity of that true debt is about to start being realised. Now, we went, we just jumped 50 basis points this month. The, um, the, the uh, economists and the banks are already predicting another 50 basis point jump next month. So what that means for the average mortgagee, first time um, home buyer, they're going to have to find $200 extra a month this month just to cover the increase, and next month they're going to have to find another 200. And when you're you on a fixed rate.
0: It, If you're on a fixed rate, you should be okay, all right?
1: But oh, well, see, but this is the problem. The, the, the majority of New Zealanders, about 70%, are changing their mortgages over this year. So people will be coming off a very low rate of maybe 3.37, uh, 3.75, might have gotten at 4, and then they're suddenly going to be looking at, whoa, something in the vicinity of maybe five and a half, maybe six. There's going to be quite a leap. And those inflationary pressures are only going to continue. And if Adrian Orr is to have any chance, Adrian Orr being the Reserve Bank governor, if he has any chance of putting inflation, putting brakes on the inflationary pressures that are occurring right now, um, uh, the orthodoxy of the economists uh, is that he's got to push the, in, the interest rates up even higher. So, so we are we are already looking at another 50 basis points next month. I'm suggesting that there's going to be another and another and another and another, and I I don't think Adrian Orr has any option but. Are you to you're saying eight percent?
0: You saying eight percent? Are you saying like uh, she's all going up? The going to go to eight percent. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. I,
1: I, I think that it will. Jesus, look at the food inflation prices out today. Eighteen percent year on uh, for fruit and vegetables. What, what, what for me? In my little small me household shopping, yep. one
0: ninety two is now two sixteen. Two right, right, same shit. Yes, but yes. What the fuck?
1: Now, that's happening everywhere, and it's only going to uh, increase because there are huge issues with the war in Ukraine. Uh, The Ukrainians and Russians produce 30% of the world's wheat. That's all God. That's all our out of the market now and you're seeing wheat going up sixty percent. Uh in China, there's zero uh tolerance towards COVID policy is seeing massive, massive, massive shutdowns of all the ports. So you're getting huge supply chain issues uh coming out of China at the moment. So we have supply side inflation, we have um wartime inflation, um, and you've got a reserve bank government who's desperate Man, the banks are still making billion-dollar. Oh, and this is and this is the most despicable thing. And this and this, my friend, is the thing that every New Zealander should start getting very angry about. As you start to feel the pain on your pocket, as more money has to come out of your pocket to just keep even with repaying the fucking debt that you had to take on. Right? As you are doing all of that, those greedy bugger banks. Just all collectively banked about 1.6 billion dollars in profit for the last three months. The last three months, brothers and sisters. And
0: also, I feel a little bit guilty because I just saw in my like statement online ten dollars annual fee, and I was just like, Oh, wow, it's either going to you or porn, huh? Fuck. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> oh, wow, wow.
1: So, 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 so what all of this entails is there is going to be a very sharp and ragged pull-down on house prices and valuations, and people are going to try and get out of the housing market very, very quickly. This is going to be a very unique opportunity for first-time home occupiers, and I think that um, to help that process along, uh, the government may well have to step in and act as some type of guarantor for first-time home buyers if their owner occupiers coming into this market to give them some type of protection, because I think we're going to see an economic wipeout by the end of this year that will be a unique recession.
0: So just, so just for the commoner who's just tuned in for the very first time tonight, OCR goes up goes up. What does that mean for our mega poor? What does that mean for somebody who's getting two thirty-five on the benefit, two thirty-five to five hundred bucks a week? Their rent is three hundred dollars a week They're living and paying their bills. Their food bill is forty-five dollars a week. What does that mean for that the lowest?
1: For, cost? for those, for those, for those people, this is where um, they go from being desperate to uh, being in panic. Yeah, um, they can't move any of those costs around. They're not getting any extra money. The food costs will only go up. Petrol costs will only go up. Um, all of the services that they're trying to um, use, they will all go up. Um, the government tried to offset some of this on on April the first with um, increases in welfare and increase in, in pension and increases. So that so there is an attempt by the government. <coughs> to offset these costs. But when you're looking at such extreme and unique events that are occurring that's going to spark this next wave of inflation uh, off, there's, there's very little the government can do to stop these external pressures causing the
0: this. The government were really banking on the fact that they were um, pumping up the tyres of benefits and throwing some cash at families.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Be- Nice lead up to the
0: 2023 election, but it's like this is really shit canned. She shit the bed on this, right?
1: Oh no, no, no! I think I think it's legitimate, and people are feeling it in their pockets. Uh, if you if you ask commuters, people who use public transport, Jesus, you know, pu- public transport is some of the biggest cost to people's wallets. They have immediately gained back half of that cost, and I think that that we 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 I think. Um, Where I think the government has to start uh, planning um, is how can it go about fully funding certain services which reduce a cost for everybody? because tax cuts aren't going to do it. We've got real economic problems looming. How do we look after everyone? And I think those ideas like GST or fresh fruit and vegetable, I think the idea of the government taking a 30% shareholding in the supermarket duopoly to permanently lower um, prices, um, you're going to have to start thinking about ideas like that. First $10,000 is tax-free. You know, so things like that to try and offset... What is coming? Because these are going to be quite unique times. People are already feeling frail and bloody bitter and angry and fire up over the smallest shit. Um,
0: but also things- what we're underestimating here is that um, for our most poor, uh, when you are left with no surplus at the end of the week, not even $5, um, the apples or your next-door neighbour's uh, property are going to look appetizing. And you're going to ask the kids to climb the fence and go and grab some apples. I mean, there's going to be crime going up. Now, crime is at a high point right now. Gangs are on our back. Meth's coming, being forced down up our noses or however it's put out. Crime's going to go through the roof. Like my, my trailer, I got a trailer outside, it got stolen. I mean, they're, they're,
1: the shit's going down. It's Not going to get. The, the- this, you're absolutely right, and and this is where I think the sudden attack on Labour, that they're being too soft on crime, misses, misses things. Um, Labour isn't being too soft on crime. What's happening is we are going through the psychological impacts and the economic impact of COVID, right? We're still trying to recover from being locked down for two years, economic, socially, mentally. Some people are just losing their shit, because this is them processing the last two years and it's exploding. There's need, there's anger, there's, there's pent up frustration, and it's erupting all over the place. And, 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 you know, I think we can be too harsh on people for erupting because of the unique stresses they've been under. And there has to be, I think, a lot more compassion and kindness to one another to just try and take the pressure off. Um, because of course, people are going to lose their shit after two years of being locked up and 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 and, and economically stressed out. Um, people are losing their shit all over the place in different ways, in different varieties. Sometimes it's violence. Sometimes it's just snarky evilness. Um, people are losing their shit all over the place.
0: Poto Williams, not a good week for Podo. Oh,
1: another uh, shocker no. on the rocker, isn't it?
0: Jesus, Jesus wept. She- um.
1: She's in trouble. She's drowning. Someone throw her a (laughs) line. She's so drowning. She is. She is. It's it's been a terrible week. I think Poto Williams was trying to downplay the narrative, you know, the bloody crims need to come down hard on them da, 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 you know the usual rhetoric law and order nonsense she was trying to to dissuade that narrative and instead just sounded completely out of touch not knowing what the bloody hell's going on there is a looming gang war that's erupting in new zealand we Absolutely. need to have a clear intelligence based review of how we're going to deal with it what you have for the first time in new zealand's um, uh, criminal history is thousands and thousands of 501s deported to new zealand that many of them, not all of them, but many of them, are far harder and heavier criminals than we have domestically in New Zealand, and they are bringing with them a standover tactics and violence that the local domestic gangs just can't compete with. The Hell's Angels last what last week just had another drive by of their HQ. If you are doing drive bys of the of, of the of the Heat Hunters, for God's sakes, one of the alpha gangs of Auckland. If you've got the ball to do that, and this is the third time the HQ has had a drive-by, by the way, the Australian 501s are forming criminal syndicates, they're doing standover tactics of the domestic gangs, and they're importing meth from South American cartels, who are it? another Uber level. Of violence right so they're coming in with a with a money with a product that's cheaper and better quality than what's being created here by the domestic gangs a heaviness use of violence and weapons that are completely outside the norm of what normal domestic gangs would use and so what is? On, we're talking about things.
0: We're talking about Poto, yeah. Williams, and Poto never wanted. She second guessed this position as being becoming the police minister. She didn't want it. She's done some fantastic things for Maori and uh, Samoan communities, uh, Pacific Island communities. She was an no, absolute question. superstar on that. She took yes. this over. She's dropped the ball because it is a complicated.
1: Yes, yeah, and, 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 as I was explaining, right. right, there are some complicated, unique Oops. events going on and she's just not down over this. And it, it looks incompetent. She has to go. She has Will? to go.
0: Yeah, she has to go. So that's what you're thinking Prime is going to happen. Oh, yeah,
1: no, no, she's has, she has, she's wounded and she's bleeding heavily and the sharks are circling. I mean, Jacinda should just, she should look at a cabinet reshuffle and, um, and Poto has to go, has to go. Now's the
0: time to do it. All right, Easter, yep. come back, big news, Monday, Tuesday. Okay, um, orange light for Auckland, orange light for New Zealand, hospitality are loving it. But you still got people saying, oh, too soon, too soon. What's going on there?
1: Um, I think that what HOSPO are looking for from this orange level uh, isn't, the, it's not like HOSPO right now. Is having its door kicked down from people trying to get in. People are still psychologically freaked out by the, the 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 virus, and I think that what Hospo is looking for from the Orange setting is a psychological message to to New Zealanders and to the Hospo, you know, people who we want to go out. It's a psychological message to say the government now thinks it's okay, and that's what they're aiming for and i think that um if they get that then they'll start getting more people coming out but i i, I think that what we've seen in other countries is that there becomes a, a group 25 30 percent who are just now permanently homebodies, and who won't go out and who socialize in very very small tight circles social circles
0: you, you are virtually describing yourself well
1: I'm 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 one of them, but I think that there is there is. Um, but I was always solitary. That's that's, yeah, that's, that's by the by. Um, but there's I, I, I think that that's the the problem for hospo, and they're just wanting a psychological element with the orange.
0: Darren Fortune from our comments says masks indoors question mark more chance of catching COVID at ink bar than countdown. And I suppose. For, for some people, shopping is a mandatory, right? You're going to go there, and our most weakest New Zealanders, old people, old people who have got all kinds of flus and diseases are going to go shopping. They can make a choice not to go to Ink Bar.
1: So well, yeah, a- that, that's, 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 that, that's the exact difference, right? The, the, the people going to Inkbar are going to be younger, and we've seen that this disease really is only a problem Really, on the on, 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 on the on the on the on the large scale, it's for people over seventy and yeah. it's for people who are obese and it's for people who already have some existing health issues, right? So that's where it's taking. So so seventy year olds are gonna go to the supermarket, they still need protecting, right? But seventy year olds aren't gonna be going to Inkbar, bar. You know, young, strong people with, with robust immune systems and hopefully triple vaxxed. Um, they, they, they they can go party the night away. Okay, David Seymour buying his uh, followers. Any follow up on that? I know you <laughs> <on> your- <laughs> had them. Well, you- I, 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 they can't work. They they say they can't work out um, what happened. It would. I mean, if they did buy themselves uh, bots. Um, it would be a really stupid thing to have done yeah, because it's so obvious and it's easy to catch out. Um, my, my thinking is that the bots now are so sophisticated and en masse, as soon as they have a right-wing candidate that they can echo chamber stuff from, <laughs> I just swarm. I think that's an indictment of the system rather than... I couldn't see more being being a corrupt croc.
0: Ryan Abbott says going to Orange makes me not want to go out. I've got too many responsibilities. I'm perhaps going to train from Auckland to Christchurch then to the West Coast, the South Island this Christmas. Other than that, I'll just be flying around the nation. Blah blah blah. So this, so there are there is a sentiment. There is a sector of New Zealanders who are totally not into it, and see we've kind of like done this a little bit too soon because HOSPO have had that quiet passive aggressive elbow to the neck on the on the the government right they
1: i mean it's i think i think the i think the problem here um is it's going beyond a um it's going beyond a health and safety issue anymore there are some people on the left who have made being COVID aware and following everything that Ashley Blomfield says as part of their identity, Mm -hmm. as much as people who refuse to be vaccinated now make that their entire identity, right? It's like either side of the debate. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is very difficult to argue that we should continue to have mass civil liberty restrictions over a virus that is you know as bad as a cold but won't impact the vast majority of people it comes into you know it, it infects i don't think that you can continue having those kind of cr- crushing restrictions on economies and people's civil liberties when it gets to this level but for some people they have bought so into the whole thing of their identity being follow everything the doctor actually says. Now that Susie, you know, Dr. Susie Wiles is is touching, and the other experts are touching, they're kind of <laughs> these people who have made it their identity all about this, are now sort of thrown off balance, and and you're getting people just digging their heels in for ideological reasons rather than well pragmatic and actual practical reasons.
0: Okay. Um. So Ashley, Sue Ashley Blomfeld has resigned. Two other people, maybe three from the staff, are going the same way. What's going on there? there any word on the inside there? Is this uh, political pressure? I don't think he's done anything wrong. I think it's had a oh start-
1: no, no Jesus, no, it's, it's 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 no, it's just it's just the exhaustion of it, right? Yeah. You are having to be on the whole fucking time, yeah. and if you and if you screw up, it's the entire nation's health. And all of the goodwill that has been built would be on your watch. I mean, the, the, the fact that he's been able to do eighteen months of it should, I think, just be a you know a salute. He he has he looks older now, and it's only been eighteen months. Um, I think I think he's done an incredible job. And stepping down, it's it's just he's he's buggered. He's he buggered. Listen, this is a bloody break. Oh, you you imagine being on call, for working working twelve hours a day, for the last eighteen months, endlessly, I heard, endlessly.
0: I heard he's a complete asshole though in real life.
1: Oh, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But sweet Jesus, he, he has done an incredible job. I think the history books will look back and be very much much more kind to him uh, than the the, 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 the uh, criticism he, he he got in the moment.
0: Soon, some will say, I bet the podcasts will look back and say he's been a top bloke. Um, Fraser Graham, <laughs> yeah, as a teacher who has had uh, to teach classes to classes to 25 with a mask, it is such a problem. Roll on the no more masks.
1: Oh, well, I mean, I just, I, oh, can you imagine the difficulty for teachers who are trying to explain ideas and to teach children, and you can't read their facial expressions, right? Mm. I mean, how difficult the interaction of learning must be with those face masks. Oh, my heart goes out to teachers and and, and trying to teach in a, 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 an environment that is unsettling and is difficult. As the current one is, you will see that the masks for uh, children at at level orange is is um, recommended but not mandatory. So 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 they can have that interaction, and I think that the desperate need to socialise some children. I mean, there are there there will be some kids right now whose memory of their earliest, you know, formative years has all been submerged in pandemic response. We're not sure of what that kind of impact and desocialisation over amazing. a long period is going to is going to impact.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, now Putin, um, as of seven o'clock tonight, said he will, um, and I quote: "He will." Um, says the war in uh, Ukraine will not end until it's reached its full completion. This guy is nuts deep and killing all those motherfucking Ukrainians. And I think we've just taken four hundred Ukrainians in, in the last couple of weeks. What the
1: hell? Um, okay, so <laughs> I wow. think I think I think that I, I, I said that Putin would invade, and I made the, the, the call based on the coup in Kazakhstan um, in January. Um, I think that, that Putin and his his, his interior uh, strategists made the decision, screw it. The, the West is always going to try and screw us over. They're encroaching, they're encroaching. What we're going to do is we're going to take... Uh, the Ukraine, we're going to hold the Ukraine and um, let's just roll, rock and roll. You know, I, I think Putin was looking down the barrel of him turning 70. He's looking at his own legacy in terms of other great Russian leaders. You know, does he leave Mother Russia stronger or does he leave it weaker? He sees himself as part of a thousand year Christian tradition that goes back to 998 in Kiev when Vladimir the Great baptised a thousand Russians in the Kiev River, right? So, they, so he sees himself, Putin sees himself as the inheritor of that true 1000 Orthodox Christian faith. And I think that his idea is he's going to challenge Western hegemony once and for all. I think the Ukraine is the start. I think he's going to start causing trouble in Bosnia-Herzegovina. I think he's going to start causing trouble in Iran. Uh, I think that he sees Russia winning if there is chaos throughout the world. And this is only the start. And I don't think markets have really got their heads around what an ongoing war with Russia actually fucking looks like. And it just doesn't stop. It just keeps grinding. And he intends now, I think, to take the entire eastern um, uh, 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 of, of Ukraine, including the um, uh, uh, Caspian Sea uh, coastline. And I think that he's going to try and take Odessa as well. Um, what is the East- largest
0: lake in the world? Pardon? What is the largest, this, the most popular quiz
1: question in the... in, in Caspian like- Sea? That's right. The largest lake in the world, yeah. Caspian Sea, Any yeah. plans to take that. Yes, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and and remember, remember, from a Russian point of view, they've been trying to get the Russians have been trying to get uh, a, a, a um, inland port access to the to the to the Caspian Sea um, since Peter the Great's day. So, if Putin could pull this off. He does something that not even Peter the Great was able to achieve. So it's all on the table for him. He is all in. And I don't think we've got our head around that. And Mm. I believe that he will absolutely use nukes to get his way on this. Okay. Oh, fuck. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gone for a long yeah, weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. happy yeah. Easter. <laughs> <laughs> all ahead and the Maoris have got themselves another holiday. Matariki.
1: I just think that this is such a beautiful moment, genuinely, in New Zealand history. Here is here is an Indigenous festival, a celebration, an Indigenous um, 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 holiday, a celebration, and it's being shared with Pākehā, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And I think enough parents around New Zealand have gone to a mātāriki now. The school has the mātāriki, you know, and they go up in the at three in the morning and stand and look at the stars. And they speak about the anyone who's passed. And, you know, that chance to sort of review the year and say goodbye to people we loved and have lost and welcome the new. And I think that it's given given people, Pākehā particularly, who have gone in and, and tried it out for the first time, I think it's actually touched them. I think it's made an impact. You know, the way that, like, singing the Māori anthem of, before the, the, the English anthem in yep. rugby, something, it's, it's, it's actually quite deep. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think that um, here is us maturing as a country. Yes. I mean, a Māori festival, is being celebrated and and, and 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 gifted to the nation like this. This is the promise of the Treaty of Waitangi. This is a cultural treasure being shared, um, and I think it's I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful.
0: I love it. I love that you think it's beautiful. Yeah, and I, you know what, it is. And you know what, I
1: love holidays. So. No, well, I mean, I, I just I just think I I mean I I if right now let's be honest there are quite a few whanau and friends of ours who have disappeared down some crazy fucking rabbit holes and have believed some crazy fucking shit right and we've been alienated and isolated from them and i think that if we want to start re-knitting things and healing things between different parts of our neighborhoods different parts of our whanau and things Things like maturiki, shared events that everyone's invited to, to come along and mix and mingle and murmur and and connect with each other. Those are the ways you actually start to re-knit and rebuild and bring people back from the edge. And if you're not going to invest in the actual time to do those things, then you can't bitch about society splintering into a thousand different bloody shards of reality. You actually have to invest in the t- in, in 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 the shared time, you have to. Fantastic! Thank you very much,
0: Bomber. Um Have a great long weekend. You too, uh, my friend. Are you doing some kind of Easter thing for uh, the family, or what's? um uh, one I've,
1: one never, I've never, I've never, I've never understood why we celebrate the uh, death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ with chocolate bunny rabbits and eggs. I've never connected the two. Resurrection.
0: (laughs) This Friday, he's been nailed to the cross on the Sunday. He's back up again. He's back on
1: the pool table. And we're going to commemorate that with an egg.
0: Very expensive egg as well, you know. They're like eight bucks this year.
1: Oh, yeah. They're not cheap, eh? They're not cheap. They're not cheap. Hot cross cross buns have surprised me with the cost. It's like, oh, you used to be able to buy, like, armfuls of hot cross buns Yep. Nothing more than a nothing more than a couple of notes. But now a... oh, I've got a mortgage oh. Thank you very much, mate. Really
0: appreciate your time. And uh, go and congratulations once again on New Zealand's number one political podcast. It's called the Wooking Group, and you can uh, watch it what everywhere.
1: Everywhere, bro. Everywhere.
0: Number one. We'll see you next week. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Sure. <laughs>